If you want to follow me, the biblical Jesus, one must count the cost to be dedicated to Jesus. And after considering that cost, to pay that cost to follow Jesus. I want you to know God and make God known. Welcome to another episode of the Make God Known podcast. I'm your host, Samuel Tekka, and I'm excited for today's podcast. Today, our conversation is from the subject, which Jesus do you follow? Or which Jesus do we follow? In this study, my aim is to help us gain a deeper understanding of who Jesus is and how that knowledge could shape our relationship with him. By delving into these insights, we could discover key aspects of Jesus's character and purpose that will guide our interactions and our responses to him. So let's jump in. Perception determines how we interact with Jesus. We've heard it said perception shapes reality, but it's also true that perception also determines how we interact with reality. Take for example, if two people saw a dog, one person is scared because they've been bit by a dog in the past, and the other approaches the dog completely fearless because they think dogs are harmless. Both perceive one situation in two different ways, therefore altering their reality. But it also determined how both interacted with the dog. So in the same way, different people can interact with Jesus in different ways based on their perception of Jesus. Now we have a problem in our world and in our culture today. We live in a postmodernism society or world. And if we're not careful, we can be influenced as Christians. The world as we know it rejects objective truth, it rejects absolutes, and it inserts its own narratives. This is dangerous because if we take different perceptions or we insert our own idea on who Jesus is, it will ultimately determine how we interact with Jesus. So the question is, which Jesus do you and I follow based on our perception of Jesus? Is it the Jesus we conjured up on our own? A Jesus culture has painted. A Jesus that's skewed by our negative experiences in the past. A Jesus that is most convenient to us and our plans. Is it a Jesus who maybe grants all our wishes like a genie? Is it a Jesus where all he wants for us is our happiness? Or is it the Jesus of the Bible. In my research for this podcast, I came across this contrast between modern Jesus versus biblical Jesus. And if you're watching on YouTube, I will put up the contrast on the screen and we're going to read it together. But listen to the modern perception of Jesus. Jesus was a good teacher and man. Jesus waters down words to avoid offense promises us earthly treasures, sends all to heaven, dismisses hell, minimizes need for repentance of sins, gives you health, wealth, and happiness, 
loved and accepted by the world, overlooks sin and never corrects you, gives suggestions, not commands, promises our best life now, promotes unity and tolerance at all costs, serves your will above God's will, exalts signs, wonders, and mysticism above God's word, exalts emotion, experience, and opinion above sound teaching, and encourages you to love yourself first and gratify all your fleshly desires. So that's the modern perception of Jesus. Now let's look at the biblical perception of Jesus. Born as God Almighty in the flesh, loves enough to speak the truth, points us towards eternal treasure, warns of sin, judgment, and hell, commands repentance of sins, gives you salvation, hope, peace, and joy, hated and despised by the world, hates sin and exposes the truth about sin, commands with divine authority, says to expect persecution in his name, brings division when necessary, exalts God the Father's will, warns of false signs and wonders, magnifies God's word, demands that emotion, experience, and opinion conform to sound teaching, commands you to deny yourself and be willing to lay down your life for God. So ultimately, it boils down to this question. Which Jesus do you and I follow? To make this very short for Christians, the definitive answer lies in the Jesus depicted in the Bible. As Christians, it is crucial for us to understand that the Jesus we should follow is the Jesus portrayed in the Bible. If we claim to follow this Jesus, it's imperative that we align our lives with the teachings and the examples of Jesus we encounter in Scripture. In the Bible, I'm going to share with you three instances where unnamed individuals express their desire to follow Jesus. However, Jesus's responses provides insights into the incorrect assumption, or I should say it like this, the incorrect perception they held about who they are following. And so the two scriptures we're going to be looking at today is Matthew chapter 8, verse 19 to 22, and also Luke chapter 9, verse 61 to 62. And so if you guys are in a space or a place to pull out your Bibles, I encourage you guys to do that, and you guys can read along with me. If not, if you're watching on video, the verse will be provided for you. Then a teacher of the law came to him and said, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. Jesus replied, foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. Another disciple said to him, Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But Jesus told him, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Continuing on in Luke chapter 9, verse 61 to 62, it says, Still another said, I will follow you, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, No one 
who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the service in the kingdom of God. In these two scriptures, we will explore three insights about the identity of Jesus, and we're going to allow that to inform our interaction or our relationship or our perception of Jesus. Now, before we get into these three insights, it's important to recognize that Jesus will never ever ask of anyone something he wouldn't do himself. He would never ever do that. And that's important because it's going to give us a little bit of context when I share these three insights. Insight number one, Jesus is dedicated regardless of the cost. No matter the cost, Jesus is always willing to pay the price like he did on the cross because he's committed to God's will. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 19 to 20, we read, then a teacher of the law came to him and said, and this is probably after he heard the teachings of Jesus and got super inspired and passionate. And listen to what he says, teacher, I will follow you wherever you go. There he is. He's passionate. He's really not thinking. He's just super inspiring. He says, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. And I want you to listen to the response of Jesus. Foxes have dens and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. Now, whether you take this literally, figuratively, metaphorically, the point in what Jesus is saying here is that if you want to follow me, the biblical Jesus, one must count the cost to be dedicated to Jesus. And after considering that cost, to pay that cost to follow Jesus. This is the huge principle that Jesus is trying to get across to this religious teacher. Hey, listen, it's great that you're inspired. It's awesome that you heard my word and you feel passionate and zealous, but I want you to count the cost. And once you've count the cost, you have to know you're going to have to pay that cost to be dedicated or to be committed to me. So Jesus is dedicated regardless of the cost. And if that's who he is, then that determines how we interact with him. Then that means that we are dedicated regardless of the cost to follow Jesus Christ. Second insight, Jesus is urgent and prioritizes the kingdom of God. This is something that we see of God's character, of Jesus's character, that Jesus gave up personal comfort and security because of the urgency and the prioritization of the kingdom of God. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 21 to 22, it says, another disciple said to him, and this one's actually different. Rather than going up to Jesus, Jesus actually asked this man to follow him. And listen what he says. Lord, first let me go and bury my father. But catch this, Jesus' response, follow me and let the dead bury their own dead. Now, on the surface, this may seem super harsh, but there's a principle that we could extract from here. One thing we have to understand is that it's a good thing what this man requested. As a matter of fact, it was his religious duty, cultural duty, 
to go and bury his dead. Actually, as a matter of fact, most scholars believe that his father wasn't dead, but he was he was old in his age and was about to die. And if that was the case, then if Jesus asked him to follow, then that means there was delay, there was procrastination, there's a sense of lingering on instead of being immediate and urgent to follow Jesus when he asked him. It's a good thing what the man wanted to do, but it's not the work he was called to at that moment Jesus called him. What he was supposed to do was hold God's word as preeminent, as prominent than his earthly and worldly cares. Now, again, it's not saying that he shouldn't bury his father, but at that moment, it was a call of obedience to follow Jesus. You guys remember when Jesus called Peter and he called Andrew, his brother? It was immediate. They left their boats and began to follow him. Each and every single disciple left what they had because at that moment, they were called to a sense of urgency and prioritization of the kingdom of God. And so to follow this biblical Jesus, one must be urgent and prioritize the kingdom of God. Why? Because Jesus was urgent and prioritized the kingdom of God. Insight number three, Jesus is focused. Jesus is not distracted. He is single-mindedly focused on what he's called to be and what he is called to do. In Luke chapter 9, verse 61 to 62, we read still another set. And again, this is after Jesus says, follow me. I will follow you, the man says, Lord, but first let me go back and say goodbye to my family. Jesus replied, no one who puts a hand to the plow and looks back is fit for service in the kingdom of God. The plow was an agriculture mechanism to till the land. And Jesus' analogy of plowing emphasized the need for focused forward movement without turning back or getting distracted. And if we want to follow this Jesus in the Bible, one must be focused on the work of God and not look back or get distracted by anything else. And that is the principle from this passage, is to not get distracted, but to remain focused and move forward. From these two passages, let's now review the three insights about the identity of Jesus to inform our interaction with Jesus or our relationship with Jesus. Number one, Jesus is dedicated regardless of the cost. If this is who Jesus is in the Bible, then this should inform our interaction with Jesus, that we ourselves should be dedicated regardless of the cost as Christians. Number two, Jesus is urgent and prioritizes the kingdom of God. This is something that we see of the nature of Jesus, and therefore, it should inform us that we ourselves should be urgent and prioritize the kingdom of God when he calls us, regardless of what we think we need to attend 
two, his words should be prominent in our lives. Number three, Jesus is focused. And if Jesus is focused, then that means we should be focused on Jesus and the kingdom of God, his work and his service to this world. So here's a call to action to many of us that are listening or watching this podcast. And number one is in the form of a question. We have to ask ourselves, which Jesus am I following? Am I following the Jesus that culture is made up or that I conjured up? Or am I following the biblical Jesus? Number two, learn the Jesus of the Bible by reading the Bible. There's no other way around it. If we want to know this Jesus, it's written in the word and we have to study it and we have to read it in order to know this Jesus in the Bible. Number three, We have to ask the Holy Spirit to make this Jesus known, the Jesus in the Bible, through our obedience. This is so important and so critical. We cannot do it without the help of the Holy Spirit. We need to be dependent on the Holy Spirit in order to make Jesus known. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. I'm just going to ask three things from you guys. Number one is if you are listening on any of our audio platforms or on YouTube, I encourage you to follow or to subscribe to the channel. Number two is I want you to like, comment, and share the video if it gave you any value. And most importantly, this week, I want you to know God and to make God known. I'll see you guys next week. Ciao.